welcome to the Limitless Landscapers podcast. I'm Charlotte. And I'm Paula. And today we're going to be talking about knowing the value of your time, which may seem a bit ambiguous, but it's so important, especially when you're working from home, to know what you should be focusing your time on. So we'll be giving you some actionable tips and a freebie at the end, so stay tuned. As the co-founders of the Landscaper Circle, we help you get more money, time and freedom to become limitless through our experiences as fellow landscapers and our tried and tested methods. If you want help with your marketing, managing or growing your business, you've definitely come to the right place. If you're a landscaper, garden designer or supplier to the industry, then hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. Now, let's get back to the show. So with the current um, pandemic, um, we've all kind of transitioned to working from home, although we do know some of you guys are still trading. So now more than ever, trying to make a routine and focusing your efforts and times, especially if you've got kids running around the house like Paula does, is so important. And we always recommend looking at where you're spending your time because if you're spending it on things um, such as invoicing and other firefighting tasks as we probably heard us call them before then it's really good to analyze them and see whether it's worth your time do you agree Paula? Oh 100% Um, from back in the day when I first started on um, basically being part of groups like this with other entrepreneurs and business owners um, the first thing we were all sort of taught if you like um was knowing the value of your time so are you still doing 10 pound an hour jobs and would it be better for you to put yourself into positions where you're doing a hundred pound an hour jobs or a thousand pound an hour jobs um you get into that a bit more later but it's essentially knowing the value of your time um and what you're doing is it making a significant impact on your business or is it making a significant impact to your personal development so like things like training um listening to podcasts listening to audible books all of that sort of stuff is it is it enhancing your personal development or is it enhancing your business or is it really enhancing your mental health so are you doing more exercise meditation journal anything like that so it's really just looking at your time and what value you place on different tasks i suppose yeah and i think especially now kind of setting a routine for yourself so if we start kind of from the beginning the best way to look at where you're spending your time because you may be thinking you're spending most of your time on replying to customers but actually you're spending most of your time dealing with your staff so it's really good to for about a week jot down everything that you do for 30 minute periods so calls you get um, emails that you've sent tasks you've done everything write it all down because you then may see that you know your team keeps calling you about one particular type of question that maybe you could answer in like a word doc and print that out and put it in the van or you keep getting a certain question from a question from a customer um, which may be then good to create an automated email so that it goes out automatically or like an email template so that it sends to them um, so you don't have to keep doing it and it saves you time that way so it's first of all looking at things that could be cut out just by simple processes I think don't you agree uh yeah definitely it's it's looking at I know we've all done time tracking ourselves um for our own businesses and it's very interesting I think the the only tip I could give you on this is to have a piece of paper at all times and to set 30 minute um, alarms on your phone so you can actually have a look and say oh what have I been doing for the last half hour 
Um, and then if you do that for, I mean, a week would be the ideal, wouldn't it, Shah? Definitely. Um, you do that for a week and then you can start grouping your tasks. So it, was it a sales task? Was it an admin task? Was it um, a customer-facing task so you had to go out on site visits and stuff? Or was it a problem, you know, firefighting task where you're dealing with problems? And again, like Charlotte said, are they consistent problems that keep happening that you can eliminate with a new process being put in? Again, this is the perfect time to look at this. Um, and, yeah, it's really grouping those things you're doing into different areas and then working out the value of of each part of that i mean you have to do admin you have to do sales but what makes the most impact i suppose on your business and what's the most valuable because you need to start making time for those um those activities and actions yeah so when you've got kind of your tracking of your time and you've grouped them into sections the first thing as we said you can do is look at the things you can get rid of by implementing an email, uh, a document, a process basically. And then I would say the next step is to look at anything that is those 10 pound jobs, those firefighting jobs that need to be done to run your business, but don't necessarily need to be done by you. Um, So looking at those and seeing if you could outsource because a really kind of monetary way to look at it, if you will, is look at how much you pay yourself a year and then divide that and work out your hourly rate. So if it's a tem- a task that's, you know, a £10 task in theory, if you look at outsourcing it and it, say it's like 20 quid an hour to outsource it, but your hourly rate is £40 an hour, surely your time would be better spent on one of those high income earning tasks, which is like sales and talking to customers, than doing that task and just source it for, outsource it for £20. Yeah, and a note on that is when you do look at your yearly salary or... If you're growing your business, you want to put in your, your what you want to achieve. You know, a realistic, but maybe a bit more of a, you want more income. Put put some extra income on there and then divide it by the number of hours that you want to work, not the hours that you actually work. Because uh, it's all about sure. looking at moving forward, um, not looking back. So at the moment, yes, you might be working 60 hours a week, which means your hourly rate would be quite low. But you're hoping that in a year's time when you've got some process in a new team, you'll be working, say, 40 hours a week. So your, obviously, hourly rate will increase and so on and so forth. So it's not just looking at what you are, are now. It's looking at where you want to be um, and how many hours you want to work, what your life looks like at the, you know, in a year's time, five years' time, ten years' time, and um, how much money you want to be earning per hour then. Would you agree? Yeah, I definitely would. And I think that's kind of a key step is to remember that you're always looking forward. And yes, being ambitious, but being realistic. So going along that fine line. And that's a great place. So we've looked at eliminating consistent problems as such, consistent nuisances by implementing processes, then looking at anything you can outsource. And then the third thing is, is those areas that definitely are going to stay in your court so the sales the talking to customers for now um looking at how you can improve those processes and make it easier for yourself so again we've mentioned this a lot recently but looking at your customer journey maybe looking at a system like active campaign so that it notifies you to call the customer it notifies you to make the quote it notifies you to send um, out the invoice or notify someone else if you're outsourcing the invoicing notify someone else to send out the invoice when the job is complete once you've ticked that that job is complete so making and looking at ways and maybe even simpler processes than that 
that can then improve that and quicken that for you so you can get more done. Yeah, 100% agree. Um, look at the customer journey because now more than ever, uh, when, when we come out of this uh, pandemic crisis, whatever you want to call it, um, the good, strong landscapers that are going to push forward are already working on systems, are already working on customer journeys to make it the best they can be. So that when they go forward and we have this big boost of people buying um, gardens, um, outdoor buildings to work from, I've heard on the grapevine today that... Um, a lot of people are now actually re-looking at whether they can actually work from home in the longer term. So they'll be looking at home offices and maybe out, out, outhouse buildings and outdoor buildings to have that space in as well. So again, that impacts on us as landscapers. Um, it's kind of making sure you've got all your processes in place. You've outsourced the things that you need to outsource, not immediately, but when we start back earning good money again and you've got the order book filled you want to look at your systems now, have a look at the outsourcing options now, have chats with people now via Zoom or on, on you know, just standard call. Um, and look at the customer journey to make sure that actually you're going to make the most of this. It's kind of like a relaunch and a rebirth of your landscaping business, in my opinion. Um, you, you do the work now that you'd never have done if we didn't have this time to stop and reflect and then improve and move forward so um yeah definitely looking at all these areas where when we come out of this you can move forward and capitalize on on the influx of customer inquiries that we're going to get definitely and i think the final kind of step to that is you've got everything that you kind of need to work on you need to outsource you need to create a process for you've got this list of things to do and now it's about creating that routine so you'll kind of need to think about two routines one for the meantime whilst you're at home if you're not trading um so maybe you have kids so maybe one that works around the kids or just setting work hours because I'm guilty of this working from home and I know Paula is as well you say you're going to stick to certain work hours but something comes in you see on your phone or or something else or something pops up and then you end up going on in the evenings. And distractions, distractions, distractions. Distractions, yes, distractions. So you don't want to be online 24-7. So you've got to kind of set regular work hours for the interim. And then when we do go back to, quote, normal, um, whatever the new normal is, then think about, right, in your day-to-day -day when you are on site, if you're on site, what work hours do you want to dedicate then to the talking to customers and trying to stick to them? Because once you have those work hours, that routine, you can then look at how you're going to spend that time. So on Mondays, you're going to do social media because by batching stuff like batching captions and images for social media, by batching things, it's much quicker because your brain is focused on that one task. It's not having to switch gears between loads of different firefighting things. Yeah, um, I found it really helpful. Having um, the two children home from school um, has proved quite difficult to manage my time, particularly. Um, and although my husband's here, they generally mostly want me the whole time. So it's it's been quite good to sit down each night um, before I go to bed and I basically map out a plan for them so activities that we're going to do whether that's you know creative stuff going in the garden building mug kitchens whatever it might be 
I work out a, a basic plan that we never ever stick to the exact things, but we work out a basic plan. And from that, I know that if they're going to be in the garden for an hour, I can be on my laptop out there with them doing work. So I can then map out my work time to fit around making sure they're happy, safe and looked after and then I can still get work done I can schedule in a lot of calls I mean that's what I've been doing for the last two days it's pretty much been on zoom call after zoom call for various reasons and with, with lots of different people um, and it's just about doing that so you're not working in the hour in fact at the moment I've actually worked less in the evening and more during the day um, just because I've managed to set up this routine for the kids where they know what activities are coming up they know what the plan is and they're quite happy with it, and then we can get on, and also planning in workouts and mindset routines, because this is the time when you need to make sure your mind is in the right frame of mind, so you, your mindset's on it, you need to think about your mindset around money, your mindset around keeping your positive beliefs at the forefront, and not being dragged down by the constant media um, that's threatening to, to make everyone depressed and and think you're going to die at the next um, next time you step out of the house. So these are all kind of important routines that need to be there now more than anything. And going forward, once you get into a routine, obviously it develops into a habit. And then that will become your habits going forward as well. So if you get a mindset routine set up now, that will more than likely continue. And we go into the new normal, which is on the other side of this period. Um and obviously things will change if you've got children they'll be going back to school probably next year <laughs> so I've heard um but you know then you can develop more better routines obviously going forward you'll have more work time um but routine is key at the moment I think that's just the one thing that's keeping me sane um in this crazy world that we're we're finding ourselves in a, a lot of uncertainty in the industry um, but also a lot of positivity. A lot of people are looking at their their systems, their outsourcing, their customer journeys, and creating the routines around that um, to enable it to happen going forward. Yeah, and I think as well, it's a time for people to reflect on how they can diversify their business, how they can make it so that it copes with kind of having to do things online um, and looking at other ways and being creative within your business. So this is kind of the perfect time to do that and rather than focusing on the negatives as you say obviously stay informed but make sure that you're only looking say in the morning when you eat your breakfast you look at BBC breakfast whatever you want to do but try not to just focus and focus and focus on it especially with social media it's trying to follow the accounts that are going to help you rather than hurt you um, so I for example follow the happy news and this it was a newspaper started way before all of this um, by a woman called Emily Coxhead and she's amazing and it's a um, printed paper as well as the social media account basically posts really happy news stories which is so refreshing to see on your feed because obviously some of the stuff has been um, kind of COVID-19 based and it was one of the posts for example was a 103 year old woman um, survived and beat the virus so making sure that you curate your feeds and focus on your mindset to help you rather than harm you. That's a massively good point, yeah, because um, everything you listen to impacts your mindset. I know I've spoken about this probably in another podcast, definitely. Your favorite topic. Definitely in a topic, yeah. Um, because it is all about what you fill your mind with, um, and it even comes down to what music you're listening to, um, 
and what kind of messages that's subliminally putting into your brain as well as who you surround yourself with, who you're listening to. And it's the same now with virtual. Um, are you listening to the bad news all the time or are you actively looking at the good news? I mean, I'm trying to stay out of a lot of forums at the moment because what happens is people put their their opinions out there and you'll get a lot of um, a lot of haters and then a lot of supporters and it just ends up not really helping anyone. I mean, the, the sentiment is there at the beginning with an initial question or an opinion where people want to have a debate, but it generally goes down into the negative and then it just it just starts pissing you off, quite frankly. So, um, yeah, it, it's change. It's cu- like Charlotte said, it's curating your newsfeed um, more so than ever because all of us are on social media so much now as opposed to when we were actually on the tools or at work 100%. You're, you're not really on social media that much, but now I just see it... Well, I spend too much time on social media. Um, I hated it before and I hate it even more now and it's... You get, I think it's the first thing you turn to when you're sat there on your phone, which is an awful habit and an awful thing that I need to try and break. Um, And I think you'll definitely start picking up on habits that you didn't realise you had, like you said, because I'm sure before this, I know obviously it will have increased as you've spent more time at home, but you probably thought before that you never were really on social media, but now you're looking at it and you're thinking, well, actually... I am so maybe finding also those things in your routine that you want to work on and improve and cut out because you know that it wastes your time or it's a bad habit or it doesn't make you happy I think that's a really good focus as well is if there's a task in particular but also social media and stuff like that if there's a task within your business that makes you really unhappy you're really demotivated for it and every time it takes you twice as long as it should do just because of the work up to getting you to actually do it then maybe look at outsourcing that because that could be a really good thing. So, for example, if social media is a real bugbear for you, but you want to obviously use the platform to promote your business, then maybe look at outsourcing the graphics and stuff like that. And then all you've got to do is copy and paste into like a social media scheduler so that it posts automatically for you. So you're not actually having to be on the platform all that often, apart from obviously replying to comments and stuff. So looking at those things as well in your routine that you, you want to cut out just for, for your own mental state, really. Yeah, it's a massive, um, a massive thing to look at now. I think going forward, particularly um, if people, if it is right, and people are going to begin to work more from home, I think we'll see an influx in um, online meetings rather than face to face going forward because it cuts out a lot of time, money for travel, and all of that. You know, or everything mm-hmm. that goes along with it. Um, so I'm quite interested as we move forward um, how we all keep our habits in check um because it is going to go more online i feel um going forward out of this there there will still be um face-to-face meetings and events and stuff but i do think um alongside people working from home that perhaps commuted um to london and elsewhere in the in the country um i do feel that we're all going to start looking at ways that we can potentially do meetings online and potentially take out the commuting and the, and take out the headache sometimes of, of the travel and, and the time it takes um, to develop relationships that way when you could potentially do it through an online format, if you get what I mean. 
Definitely. I think a lot of businesses that were very much of the opinion of, well, our staff could never work from home because they need to be here, probably actually are going to shift their mindset a little bit. Um, because it also then means that maybe they don't need such a big office and they can reduce their overheads in that sense, which maybe is what you're finding, to be honest. If you've got an office in a yard and you realise that your office is safe, you have someone in the office, then actually they don't need to be there and all you need is the yard, so maybe you can just look for a, for a yard space. But it's, it's yeah, so we've kind of reviewed looking over and tracking your time, knowing your hourly rate and the importance of it, looking at getting rid of those nuisance problems through processes and emails and stuff like that outsourcing anything that either doesn't make you happy or takes up a lot of your time when it could be better spent elsewhere and improving the process and the quickness of stuff that you do need to focus on so we've looked at all of that and obviously planning your routine and mindset now all of this should really be tied to an end goal. This is kind of the final step is make sure that you're always working towards an end goal. And you'll kind of have a rough idea in your mind of what goal you're working towards, whether that is, as we've said, like improving your income or whether it's growing your teams or doing more creative projects or winning more awards. You've always got that kind of in the back of your mind, but it's not roughed out. So make sure that you take this time, which is the perfect perfect time whilst you're working on all these other areas in your business to set down some really clear goals that you can then attach tasks to and work towards so that you're pushing forward in your business during this time yeah this is not a time to stop stand still I know you've said the word reflect a few times um and there's an element of reflection but this is the time to be pushing forward developing your company spending that time um, making sure that your end goal is actually what you want. Um, I've fallen into this trap myself. Um, I've had goals in the past that I thought were what I wanted. But when you have time to sit down and look at those goals, you probably think that isn't actually what you want. You want something else, something different. Um, so it's really being honest with yourself as well. When you are looking at your end goal, um, what does that look like for you and your family? Is it is it the same as what your uh, spouse or partner wants as well? Um, are you driving towards a big goal? Are you driving towards something charitable? Are you driving towards just having loads of money and you're going to sell your business? And, and it's kind of looking at the exit strategies as well. You have to have you have to begin with the end in mind to enable yourself to plan the tasks you need to get there. Um, so yeah, I would recommend at this point to maybe look at a vision board or um, a dream folder and think big and think really out there and write down everything that you think would fill you with happiness if in 10 years that's what you could achieve and then work back to a five-year goal and then a three-year goal and then a year goal and then on that year goal you attach like Charlotte said tasks that you can achieve for that year um and then you carry and then you review this all the time um I mean I'll be speaking about vision boards in the members only TLC group um in the next few weeks um so if you are interested to find out more drop us a line um and i'll be able to send you some info on that um but wouldn't you agree Shar? you've got to think big but then plan it back to Definitely. make it achievable yeah for sure and having those real big end goals in mind so planning forward and then once you've kind of scaled it all the way down to your year goal that's kind of where I did want to mention our building success productivity planner because you may be thinking right I've got this year goal but how in the heck do I get there you make it sound easy well the building success productivity planner takes that goal 
and basically does a brain dump in one of the steps which lists everything that you could possibly need to do for you to get to that goal and then it will help guide you into setting timelines for everything when things need to be done by so for example I know not at the minute this is probably not a um, pressing goal but say if it was to win a more awards it's just an easy example if there's a deadline for entering those awards then that is obviously one of the set timelines you've got to work to but obviously there may be other things so if you want to increase your income by the end of the year then you're going to have to do in increments throughout the year so it helps you do that and it takes you all the way through to the nitty-gritty and then takes you through to a daily planner and this is where kind of your new routine comes in and you can set a couple of actions every day or you know small things so may for example be updating your Instagram profile picture that could be one small task that helps you grow your platform on Instagram and works towards your goals so right down to the small things and then in that daily planner it helps you organize your time and then you can again still be tracking but also planning your days so you've got a clear mind at the end of the day when you leave the office because you've already planned tomorrow and you've got clear focused actions that are going to move you forward in your business massively agree and I would even go further to say every day I try to set three items on my agenda that I'm going to get done that are actions that move me forward now let's be clear they're not actions such as respond to a customer's email or book a customer in for a job or organize some samples it's not admin tasks these are actionable tasks that are going to take you towards that end goal so these are tasks that are going to so for us recording a podcast for you guys so that we get more subscribers more people listening that's great that is one big key goal for today ticks off but I know I've also got emails around that I've got members to speak to they're not they're not key actions they are just standard admin time that has to happen would you not agree Sha? Yeah, they're your standard core roles that you've got to do, but it's not something that's going to push you towards your goals. There's a there's a slight difference. They're important and they mean something to you, but they're not going to push you towards that goal. So setting maybe up to 30 minutes a day, I think is what the planner recommends, of those actions that are going to push you yeah, towards your goals. How many yeah. times can I say goals? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, the, and big actions, like some, some examples that you might want to think about is... Are you looking to add a new service to your provision? So maybe you're wanting to add a garden maintenance side to your team. Um, a big goal, that would be one of your big goals. And, and lots of little steps need to go into that. So it's finding, it's advertising for staff, writing the job role, writing the job description. Who's going to interview them? Who are they going to be working with? Do you need a van? Do you need more tools? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We go on all day on different goals, but that's just one thing. You know, are you going to add an online service? Are you going to um, generate more profit this year? In, in which case, what, what do you have to do? Do you have to increase your prices or do you have to find cheaper products or do you have to reduce um, your overheads? There's lots of key tasks that can move you to your big goal, depending on what that big goal is. So that's what I mean, looking at the actionable tasks that are going to drive you forward, not just the admin tasks that have to happen in your day-to-day -day life um, to keep the business running, to keep moving forward in that way. Exactly. So that Building Success Productivity Planner is absolutely free. 
you can go to the link in the show notes. It will be in there so that you can go and get your free copy and start using it today. If you have any questions on the planner or anything else that we've discussed in this podcast, please don't hesitate to email us at info at thelandscaperscircle.co.uk or visit the website. We'll be more than happy to help. And yeah, I think that's it for today. Well, I've got two things. Um, there's two things. One, you mentioned awards and the APL awards um, are up and out and ready for you to enter. Um, that's live. So you can start entering projects in there if, if winning awards is your thing. Um, and also, we will be running a webinar for the APL tomorrow at 10 a.m. Um, I'll put the link in the show notes. It's going to be Charlotte who's going to be taking you through... A marketing masterclass, really, a mini marketing masterclass. Yeah, so getting more customers in these uncertain times. So I'm going to be talking to you about the foundations that you need to focus on in your business, choosing the right marketing activities for your business, um, some Instagram tips and a lot more. So as yeah, look at the show notes. Today is the last day that you can enter as the event is tomorrow. The webinar is free online. So yeah, make sure you save your seat. Yeah, cool. It's been great talking to you guys and uh, we will see you on the next episode. See you on the next one.